With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, coolies. Welcome to Barca Talk. I'm your host, Gabriel Quiroga, here in the Spanish capital. In today's episode is part two of our FC Barcelona over-unders that Craig, Remy, and I did over the weekend. Before we get into part two, just wanted to remind you of our Patreon community. Again, if you are a coolie without a peña, consider us your digital peña. We have daily chatter on our WhatsApp group, which is a lot of fun. And it's only five bucks a month. And we will be hosting watch parties once a month to watch the matches together. We'll be doing that starting in September, which we're really looking forward to. All right, a quick message from our sponsor, NordVPN, and we get into part two. Are you tired of hackers and cyber criminals snooping around your online activities? Do you want to safely access your favorite shows and content from anywhere in the world? Then you need NordVPN, the best VPN on the market. And the good news is that there's an exclusive birthday deal just for you. Buy NordVPN now and win extra subscription time. With NordVPN, you can protect your online activity and keep your private information away from prying eyes. And if you're traveling abroad, don't worry. Connect to a NordVPN server in your home country and safely enjoy content as if you'd never left. So what are you waiting for? Visit nordvpn.com Barca now to get this special birthday deal. Shield your data from snoops and criminals with NordVPN's state-of-the-art encryption. Safely listen to podcasts, stream shows, or simply browse in complete privacy. Again, visit nordvpn.com Barca. The link is in the show notes. Get NordVPN now and enjoy a safe and private online experience. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. 
No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, not cross that line when you are tackling and so forth. All right, let's get into Ansu Fati. He had 12 starts last season. We'll start with Remy. Do you think he gets more than 15 starts next season? I mean, starts is quite dependent on manager, right? Um, I mean, we don't know what's happening in training. I want Xavi to give him his opportunity this year. I want to, by the end of the season or even by midseason, I want every Barca fan to be like, we've seen what Ansu is now. It's not good enough or it is good enough. Right. Like I just want to, I just want to, I want to see that if anything happens with Ansu, if he leaves or whatever, that we can all just be like, you know what? We gave him the chance because I think when you look at some of the things he's done last season, I'm not even talking about this preseason goal and, and blah, blah, blah. What he did last season, what Ansu showed is even though he wasn't the Ansu we remember him to be, which was exceptional for his age, Ansu still has a knack for being there when he needs to be. And especially if you have Lewandowski dropping back, Ansu, well, he shouldn't, but Ansu has a knack for being where the ball is in front of the goal. And then he has the ability to put those away. Some of the goals that he scored last season, especially that one against Intercity, regardless of what you say, that was a worldie. Um, and the one that kept us in the Supercopa, again, great goal. Um, the preseason thing, one of the great things about that last game, after the goal, Ansu did drop into the 10, and he was linking up play, and he is more mobile, and he's able to do that. Him and Balde together on that left side, if you develop that, nightmare for any team. La Liga, Europe, it does not matter. I think those two are too fast. They're too crafty. And if they get that position that, like, we can tap back to each other here and there like we were seeing in that preseason game, you it opens up space for Lewandowski because now everybody's pushed over that way and he can get more goals that way. It helps Rafinha out. Like there's just a lot that it does. And the question of how many starts he gets comes down to does Xavi play the 4-4-2 or does he play the traditional 4-3-3? Um, because if he plays the four four two, I can't imagine he's not going to go Rafinha and Lewandowski up top. Um, and it seems like he's probably going to do that, given all the midfielders we have. So I would like to see him get more starts. I don't. I think fifteen is reasonable, but hopefully more. Yeah. Sorry. Um, this is tricky for me because I would sell him. And I know that's going to divide opinion and most people will not be in, in Camp Craig on that one. But I I think he goes. I think he goes. I think... And I've been clear in our WhatsApp group. Join that if you aren't already. It's great. I've been clear in my WhatsApp group that I, I just don't trust him physically. I don't trust him to be available enough to ever really reinforce his place anymore. And it is one of the biggest shames that we have that I don't think we'll ever see the true potential of this kid because he looked incredible when he broke through. And I think if you're the club in the situation that is financially, Ansu is a risk worth rolling the dice for, for any club that's financially stable. Let me make that abundantly clear. Like the potential he has is incredible, but I think that before the end of this window, a club comes in with an offer that we on balance say, let's just, let's just let him go and, spread his wings or else and we probably regret it and we probably wish it hadn't happened but i think he gets less i think he's sold uh and i think he ends up at uh maybe a psg uh but i think more than likely he gets an offer from from saudi and goes there and the club have to take it so yeah for me under um yeah i can't see past it i can't see past it if he stays he'll get more 
but I think he, uh, but I think he goes. Yeah, I mean, wow. Uh, I'm. De- I think he's going to stay. Um, but I'm in the. I'm in the same camp as Remy. I just want to see yes or no. I want to see the chances, and I want to be able to say by half season or the end of the season to say, yes, uh, we've seen what we've seen, and now we can make a, a clear decision to keep or or sell him. Uh, I, I I hear your opinion about not having the confidence of him physically because obviously all the injuries. That's why I just say we give him one more shot with this season. I think he's on the books, and I think I think it's a best-case scenario. If he plays more than 15 and shines, then that helps our team and our success, and we keep him. If not, and he has glimpses here and there, I think that may raise his price a little bit that we sell him, and then we just go forward from that. But I, I want to see one more season where he actually gets opportunity. And like, to your point, really dependent on the formation, right? I mean, if he is yeah. – tended towards that 4-4-2, kind of that hybrid with coming up the wing and stuff. I just don't see Ansu getting that much time. But you may see the 4-4-2 where maybe Ansu, I don't know, he goes to the number 10 behind that, maybe something creative that way. Yeah. I don't know. We, we'll see that. But, I, I, you know, we always have this deep love for our, our La Masia products, so we, we don't want to get rid of them just quite yet. We still think they have the chance. And, unfortunately, Ansu's injury – um, history has led to this kind of divide of should we keep and see because we've yeah. seen the glimpses, just like you said, Remy, when he came onto the scene. And also, I think, which is important, just his knack of goal, which we've seen is very difficult. He's always there and he's able to finish. We saw the goal also in the preseason. And so we'll see yeah. what happens with this season. All right, let's move on. Oh, it's going to go. Very quick point on that. Sorry. Uh, in fact, two quick points. Just what, one, what I think is you mentioned the confidence there. I think it's also that he needs to have confidence in himself this season. He needs to be confident in his own body, and we'll see. The other thing is that if he does go and he is sold, I fully expect it will be a case that the club says, um, we could not turn this offer down rather than we do not want him here. I need to make that clear that I think he goes because the offer is too good to, to turn down. I don't think the club are trying to punt him, nor do I think we should. But what I do think is that someone that has significantly more money than we do will say, we, if we can get this lad for 45 million, the club aren't going to say no to that. And that's not a lot if Ansu Fati fulfills his potential. So that, that was just my two finishing points. He needs to have confidence in himself before we can start having confidence in him. And that's a really tricky thing to come back from with injuries that he's had. And that I do think it'll be a very, very reluctant sale if it happens. Yeah, um, I I think, I mean, I could see an Arsenal, I could see a couple of different teams. I don't think he goes to Saudi. I don't think like he would green like that. Um, I think the one of the things for me with Ansu, especially, I think when, when it comes to confidence, I think he's growing more in confidence. I think part of the confidence thing but for a lot of people is like, oh, he doesn't take on people as much anymore as he used to. And I can hear that. I think you're still growing back, coming back from these from these injuries. I still think he's, he's an audacious player in terms of where he shoots from, when he goes. I think there's a potential that it's more picking and choosing when and where you go versus it is just like, because when he came on at the scene, he was young, he was everything. It was always, you know, and like now you have an injury. Now you're like thinking, picking and choosing where you go, when you go, et cetera. So maybe that's a thing. But I think when you're taking a goal where the ball is bouncing off the 18 and you just turn and shoot it, that says you're a pretty confident player for me. Um, But I hear you on that. I think the last thing I'll say about Ansu is for me, the sale of Ansu, as you said, it's because other teams would want him and other teams would want to pay that money. What makes it, what would make it a problem for me? Yes, we would get money from it, but I think there's a significant drop-off 
between Ansu and everybody else in the winger position or some of the other people. Like, we're saying we would rather take a chance. I think some people are saying we'd rather take a chance on as Abde, who looks good, but I don't think has ever shown the type of potential that Ansu has. And yeah. I don't think I would say that he is right now heads and shoulders better than Ansu. So yeah. that's a drop and off. I- and and I and I've said that right. So I've said that very yeah. openly and very and very clearly. And I, and I hear the challenge to it. I just think if you're the club and you see the upside of Fatty, and then you see the potential downside of Fatty as when you when you compare his value as a saleable asset, of which we don't have that many of really big books. Right, we've got loads of good players because a lot of the players we just would not sell. And then you compare the potential upside to Abde versus the potential the potential upside of him as a valuable asset. I just think that's the difference. I think Abde almost wins some of the argument by not being that attractive to other clubs, if that makes it, if that makes any sense. And I think the Ansu Fatty versus Abde debate becomes what is the median output that we're going to get? The upside of Fatty is significantly higher. I think most of us, if not all of us, would agree with that. But if you contrast that with the saleable value that we have, because we need to sign, if we unless we get significantly more sponsorship, we have to sell some players at some point. I think that's where the club will make that decision, which is the risk factor of what we lose from both, the risk factor of what we can gain from both, and balancing those things. And Ansu Fatty might do himself out of a career at Barcelona by simply being attractive is where I see it. Well, so I agree with you in terms of if we're thinking about it financially, because he is a player that probably could fetch us more money. There are a few players on our team right now. I feel like he, Gavi, there's, I mean, there are actually a lot of players on our team right now that could fetch us a lot of money if we wanted to sell right now. But when you, for me, so I agree with you on that completely. The thing for me, though, is it's like, why is Sergio Roberto still on our books? There's, there's just if we're talking about sale, like selling things and getting rid of things, like we're getting, we're getting personal now with the Sergio Roberto at <laughs> Remy. Come on! Oh, I didn't. I mean, I, honestly, you, 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 you know that's going to get me angry. I, 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 saw, I saw, I saw, I saw, I, I saw Craig's face drop right there. No, I'm kidding. I wasn't even thinking about it. Just, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Me, I'm like, kidding. You know, it's one of those things where I remember, and it's it's not to say that this has like turned out in any way. Like Arthur Mello did not meet the like yeah, 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 yeah. the potential that we thought. Yeah, but I do think that's also because he got sold. Um, but there was a time where I remember being like, "Oh, if we're gonna sell Arthur, that's such a like a a bad sale because he could be mm. really good for this club." In the way we saw him, um, I just think when you're looking at it, even and not trying to come at anybody, but. When I look at Ansu versus Ferran Torres, I just yeah. do not. I I I, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think if you gave them both the same amount of time, the same amount of games, the same amount of starts, I do think Ansu pulls out over Ferran. I, I that's from based on what yeah, I've seen, everything I've seen. That's why. So for me, when we're thinking of like what's going to help this club. It's sad that we're in a place where finances have to put into it, yeah, and we have to be sure. like, "Oh, agree so like, much." Agree we so we much. have yeah. to pay, we have to sell this player in order to keep this club going. But for me, I'm just like, there are just okay. I'll end it with this: when the Messi thing before Messi left, like we were, you know, we couldn't pay him this and the other. Messi leaves, and all of a sudden, our captains are now going to take a pay cut to keep players. Blah blah blah. For me, that should have happened before. If you wanted to keep Messi, these captains are taking their pay cuts. Some people are walking away, et cetera, et cetera. Like there, there are places we can cut money at the top before we start cutting money at the bottom to be like, hey, 
if we send Ansu away now and then he starts coming back to that player that he was, he's going to be more beneficial for the team that he's at than what we have here because we're looking at a situation where who's really going to produce on that left side? Who's really going to step in? Abde's good. There are a couple of players that we have, but I don't see anybody that I look at and go, damn, if that person hits the potential that we think they can hit, that's a that's a Barca player for life that's going to just keep helping us move forward. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, right? I mean, I, I think the hardest thing with this is we've seen him burst onto the scene when he came on, right? And you just see the goals. And when you see the eye test, you know, you're just like, okay, I know Ansu can play. I know he can convert. And most importantly, he can score goals. And I, that is such a hard thing to do at this level and he did it so easily so i think that is the you know that fascination with ansu and, and again if the club was in his financial bind i think it's uh, an easier decision to keep him and we hold him and try to develop him all right let's move on to the defense a little bit uh ter stegen allowed 18 goals against last season i have here 20 as the over under we've highlighted the awesomeness of this defense that we think is maturing and going to get better hopefully this season so I'll start with Craig. What do you think? More than 20 or less than 20 goals against? More, more, more. I think we lived such a charmed life defensively last year. <laughs> we were very, very, very good. But the amount of, you know, it ricochets off someone's arse onto the post and then it goes out instead of going in, I think was, I've, I've never seen anything like it personally. So I think just, I just think the look runs out a little bit. I still think we look very defensively solid. Remy's point earlier, defensively, we look really good but I don't think we can live a charmed life. So I'd say for anyone last year that was praying to any God that you may have, keep doing that because it worked. Um, and I, th I think I think that's higher, um, personally. Um, that was that might be the greatest season I've ever seen from a keeper last season um, across 38 games. So I think it has to be higher. And there was there were some questions about Ter Stegen's, you know, uh, ability in the last couple of seasons. Was it the defense or was it Ter Stegen? And we've kind of seen him get back to form where he was a top goalkeeper in La Liga and Europe, so which is a good sign. And I think, obviously, if you're a goalkeeper and your defense is keeping a majority of the shots out and then you are performing, saving those shots that go through, you're going to, you know, do all right. And I think that's Sarah Sagan kind of came back to form with that, with the defense kind of that. Again, with the amount of shots that we allowed, I think, you know, compared to the last couple of seasons, we saw a decrease in that. What about you, Remy? What do you say? Yeah, I never understood this, like, Ter Stegen's over the hill, Ter Stegen needs to go situation, because even the two seasons ago when we were just getting peppered and everything, Ter Stegen had a lot of goals against, but he was also the reason we were anywhere close to the top as we were. He was making saves that were just ridiculous. So I, I think I agree with Craig. It's going to be a bit over. Um, I don't know if – like, I mean – Obviously, as a personal accolade, goals against is something a, a goalkeeper doesn't want. I don't think him getting more goals scored against him this year is going to put us in less of a good position Agreed. because our defense is so good. Like if he has, if he has, if he has thirty goals scored against him this year, I think because our defense is so good, we still come out on top. And I think the difference becomes rotation of that defense, right? Like. Does Xavi go, hey, Araujo, we're up by X. Like, I'm going to put in Eric, and Eric gets a goal scored on him. Like, go ahead. What, what, what I would say on that, though, is really interesting, is we won 
so many games last year by a goal. Yeah. That I I, I wouldn't judge Testegan's performance if we conceded more. But I do think if we have the similar, and you mentioned it earlier when we were discussing Lewandowski, I, I think if we see a similar amount of goal return next year and the season played out the same way, that could have a drastic impact on how we finish. And I think one of the problems that we had last year was, to your point there about if we're up by X, we'll take these players off. I'm not sure how often we had that, really. Um, yeah. And so that's the only caveat I would have. And But I think the point you made was really interesting and triggered my thought, which is that five goals against us might have significantly changed the output, uh, sorry, the outcome of last season because we won by such small margins so often. So that's the big that's the big worry for me in terms of resting players, as you just said, but also te- how we view, uh, evaluate Testegen and the defensive performance. Yeah, I mean, that's a, an amazing point that I wasn't even thinking about because I just think like from a progress perspective, I think I'm just in the mentality of like, we're going to score more goals. We we have to, like we have to fix that. Um, but you're right. To, yeah. Um and 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 that's the thing right like that's where that midfield conversation comes back in but yeah like we you're right if if we had more goals scored against us if it plays out the same way hopefully it doesn't and yeah where i think the more goals against us would come in is hopefully we're up by two three goals there's some time left and we're now like hey araujo doesn't need to be in right now and maybe a goal gets scored here and there but that's the most ideal version of this season moving forward. So yeah, that's that's 100%. what I hope. But I do still think you're right. He's going to get more goals scored against him. Just hopefully that we're putting more in as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hopefully, exactly. You know, last season we had so many one nothing victories, and so hopefully we kind of increase that margin. I can see more this season. Remy situation where Eric comes in, he gets scored on. We're already up two nothing, two one, that type of thing. That's what I'm hoping. That's what I'm hoping for this for this attack. All right, let's yeah. move to assists. Rafinha, he had seven last season. Does he get eight or over or under? What do you think, Craig? Uh, more, more. I think he gets more. I think, um, I think it's a real make or break season for Rafinha as a Barcelona player, which seems really early to be going that dramatic with it. But um, you know, there was two people fighting for one spot. That person has gone. It's now your spot. Go and own it. Go and create. You know, you were sulking when you got taken off. I hear you but go and perform now. So I think he, he simply has to get more, and I think he will. I think he'll get more. He'll get more time on the pitch. That should lead to more assists. Um, he's, a, he's a year in. He should be settled. So, yeah, I, I fully expect, uh, and I think we fully require more output this year, but I think it happens. I mean, I don't think it's too early to judge him like that. I mean, this is, unfortunately, the club, you got to perform at this high level or they start looking for your replacement. And like you said, he has the opportunity now. He will get more starts, right? And one of the things that we, when I, I remember seeing him in person is, I always feel he does the wrong move often more than not, right? Like when he should take the pass, he takes the 1v1 and vice versa. And I really hope not only with the linked partnership with Lewandowski and hopefully better passing and space from Gundogan or whoever's in the midfield from him, I think hopefully unlocks that because, yeah, eight, you know, we had seven last season playing almost part-time starts and hopefully he's going to get more because obviously he's going to get more playing time. I hope to see at least 12 from him for this season. What about you, Remy? Yeah, I mean, I hope for 100, you know. I hope that he's <laughs> the, the – I, I, and I'm not being sarcastic. I, I Obviously, I like, when it comes to reality, I would like to see 15. Um, I just – I don't know. I think it, it's, it's a very um, – it's a very – it's a very tough thing to judge because there are so many 
pieces of it. It's not just the passing. It's not just the, it's the, has he, like, we don't talk about the completed dribbles a lot. Like, I feel like there are times where he tries to take on a player and he loses it. Um, I believe in his potential and his ability to be here. I would like to, I think it's, for me, it's a question mark. I want to see him get better. Um, I hope the starts is what helps it. I don't want us to be tethered to it, though, in the sense of if it's not working, I think we start making other moves. But so I'll leave it at that. I, I hope it's it's better than what it was last year. I think the other thing, too, is just the maturity, as we just talked about. I think I, I need to see some maturity. I want to see him making just better decisions. And with those two things, he's going to see more assists. I just think that just understanding the situation and that, you know. All right, let's go to Balde, my favorite player coming up along with Rahu. He had 10 assists last season. My God. I mean, six. Sorry, he had six. It just came on. Sorry, I was uh, I have here. Is he going to have more than 10 now that he's actually going to be starting? I mean, wow. I don't know. I, I'm so excited for this player to start. He solidifies the left back. We've seen what he can do in attack. He has, I, you know, obviously for me, I when I watch him play, I just find him as an upgraded version of Jordi Alba, just with the ability that he kind of can do. And Jordi Alba was one of the best left backs Barcelona has ever had in terms of assist. I just think Balde is just a little bit smarter. And also in the fact that he's able to play more defensive and not rely on the team as much, I think those are really outstanding attributes for Balde. And again, he's so young and a La Masia product. Remy, what do you think? Do you think he gets to 10 or more this season with starting? I think he gets to more. I think he gets to at least 13. Um, I think he adds in at least a goal or two or more than that. I think my only concern with him and something I kind of saw in preseason was that he tries to do too much and that he tries to like run it from coast to coast too much. Um, I think what, one of the reasons why I think he's going to have such a high output is because I think Xavi goes with the four, four, two and Balde effectively becomes that winger, um, which puts him in more of a position to get those assists and do those things. I think with a Ansu partnership, that'd be really great too. And I think they'll, they'll, be very uh, productive. So I, I see a more productive year from him, and I see one that puts him as a firm leader on this team and in La Liga in general. For me, that's I applaud it, but that's massively optimistic. I think if we look at where La Liga was last season, now it felt to me, I don't know if you guys agree, but it felt to me like goals were quite shy in La Liga last year. So these stats might prove to be you know, very different just by by definition in terms of, you know, we, we've alluded to the fact that Lewandowski's Pachichi was a little, it felt a little bit backdoor. Um, but if if he was to get 10 based on last season, that would put him second uh, in, in the assists. And that, that seems that seems high for me. Um, I don't think he gets 10. Um, I, I don't see it. Um, if he did, it would be incredible. But yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, I just, I just think that's I think that's high. I think that's high. I will um, add a caveat to mine. It's that Lewandowski is hitting on the targets that we have seen him in his past in his career. I think yeah, when you looked at the goals for Lewandowski last year and you looked at the potential assists, there were a lot of players on the team that would have had higher assist numbers if Lewandowski was like actively his best that he's been. Um, yeah. even like when you think of like the first Champions League games, right? Like, especially, I think it was the first game where 
was it Dembele? I can't remember who, but puts in at least like two just great balls to Lewandowski and shot comes off his other boot, things like yeah. that. So if Lewandowski is hitting the highs that he can, I think those assists just go up across the board much more. I think another thing too is that Balde is not scared to take the 1v1, which is going to give him more opportunities down the side to cross and make good decisions there. You know, I to me I'm so excited to watch this player get the start and see the full you know full season from him uh, obviously barring injury. We saw that he he had a ankle injury at the end of the season. It looks like he's he's perfectly healthy now. Uh, so I'm really excited to see his progress through the season. Now let's go to Fermin Lopez. He had an outstanding Classico with a goal and an outstanding assist. Do you see him playing more than 10 matches? What do you say, Craig? Oh, good question. Um, are we talking about appearances or are we talking yeah. starts? Yeah, yeah. Appearances. Appearances. yeah, yeah. I, th- I think he, I think he gets 10. I think he gets okay. 10. I think um, I think we see him drip fed. Um, I think we've been forced with a few players to throw them in. Um, I, I don't think we'll see that. Um, I think the um, yeah, I think the, the the trajectory around him can be taken slightly slower because of because of the players that we've got, as opposed to where we were with players like Gavi and Nico and Pedri and stuff like that. So yeah, I think he I think he gets ten appearances. Um, I I think he's miles away from that in terms of starts. Yeah, I can see him doing ten. You know, especially at an end of the game where we're trying to get something going with an attack. I, mm. I see you could definitely put him in the middle of the park and he can actually do something. Maybe refresh Gundogan up the middle, that type of thing. So, I could see ten to fifteen, possibly. You know, especially if he has success in the first two to three appearances, I think that gets him more uh, time and confidence with Chavi. What, what about you, Remy? I think with all the all the things we're going to be fighting for, I would I think he could do ten. I think he could do a bit more if we're going deeper in, like a Copa, and we're doing really well, um, especially in the earlier parts of it, right? Like I think he's going to get time in La Liga, but then when you look at like the your intercities, um, again, last year we kind of struggled against a team of that nature, but um, the hope would be this year we don't. <laughs> hope would be that this year we are much better than we were before and it gives more opportunity for players like him to have that time um and uh you know it's he looks good he looks like he's got the mentality he looks like he's a pretty strong player he looks like he could it, it he looks like a situation where if you if he was the one that came instead of gavi like two years ago or whatever and we were in that position we're talking about him playing all those matches right so how do we then integrate him into the team to allow him to grow and be better without stifling his him too much becomes a good question because the tough thing is we have other players that are basically that age um, and are seen as starters or have been at the very least, right? So it's not like he's coming in for an older Iniesta or whatever. It's he would be coming in for like Agavi, who's basically his age, you know, so... I mean, I think he gets more more opportunities, especially against some of the lesser teams in other competitions. Yeah, I think that's a good point. And and the thing too is, we've we've kind of seen what he did last season, you know, in Segunda, and he he was able to produce. And I think that is something that you can. It's something that's tangible, right? We can say he scored and had uh, so many assists last season at a quality league in here in Spain, and then also we could just see the confidence that is growing with him as a young player. All right, Remy, you added this one while we were recording. What, what's, what you got here? 
So essentially, you've Gavi, you have Frankie. We know we have Gundogan, we have Pedri, we have Romeo. We have this massive midfield now, and now you have Roman Lopez. You're you're just we're just adding to this midfield, and who's you know if we think who do we think Xavi's going to start with? Um, who do you think is going to get more playing time? Who gets to yeah? I just said who gets to start, but then I think there's a question of who ends up staying was because we've known that Frankie has had all the rumors about him. Now he's a captain, so he's probably staying. But I don't know if you've all seen there are rumors that are like, oh, Barca would sell Gavi. Like he is probably our most saleable asset. And when we we're talking about the finances earlier with the Ansu thing, like Gavi would fetch much more money. Um, but we also know Gavi and his attitudes and, and his fieriness. Do you think Gavi takes a lesser position to stay on this team versus somebody coming around being like, hey, you are going to start here? Um, so, yeah, those are those are the questions. What are the answers? <laughs> it's, a, it's a mouthful of questions. I'll, I'll start off and I'll say that I think we're going to see less playing time from Gavi this season. I think – for me, the if we're gonna go, you know, let's say three midfields right off the bat, I'm going with Pedri, Gundogan, um, and Frankie De Jong. And I don't know if Romeo takes Frankie De Jong's position or how that's going to work out or Gundogan, but I think those are the top four midfielders that we're talking about. And you can, and that's where that four four two might be more beneficial because all of them bring such great ability to that midfield that we're gonna need. And I, I, th- I honestly think we're going to see less playing time from Gavi this season in a way of just before we're, we're just deeper. And he's going to have opportunities to play because there's so many matches. But I think that's how I would go. I mean, it's it's a tough one. I mean, I think with experience of playing under Chavi, you, you, your your two starters are Frankie De Jong and Pedri, and then anyone else after that I'm, I'm good with. What about you, Craig? I see you pondering this. Yeah, I think – my challenge with it isn't who gets more playing time. I think Frankie the Young wins that every single day of the week and twice on a Sunday. I think my my, my struggle with it is is what you do with Gavi because I think if you're advising him neutrally, I think learning and sitting behind Gundogan is an incredible opportunity, and I think his temperament does still get the better of him because it's his club. It's a rare challenge when it's your club and you, and the shirt means something to you. For 99% of footballers, the shirt is simply the uniform that you'd wear if you worked in Walmart or McDonald's. It's it's the uniform of your employer, whereas for players who are playing for their club, it, it means something different. So I think if, you, if you're advising him neutrally, I think you say, look, just sit back and learn a little bit and, and, and almost do that late apprenticeship that you probably needed. But at the same time, he has 100% earned the right to call himself the starter of an elite club because he's done incredible work for us. So I think Gavi needs to be handled really carefully this season. I think it, it needs soul to him that the best thing he can do is sit and learn. And I think if he isn't willing to do that, then the club might have a bit of a problem there because he's too good to go. But he probably isn't good enough to demand his place come hell or high water. And, you know, he's, he's not that. So I hope the club get it right there because I think that's a real challenge. I think the two biggest challenges we have this season is do you sell Fatty if an offer's there and what do you do with Gavi? I think they're the two biggest things that we need to work out. In terms of how we start, though, to that point, what I think is we'll... I think in big games, in Classic Cores and in the Champions League, I think what we probably see is a, is a very narrow, centrally 3-4-3. Um, and I think you'll see Romeo and Frankie de Jong spending a lot of time very close to each other in big games. 
um, and it, you know it, it'll almost it, yeah it's all, it'll almost look like a four four two's midfield, but in a three four three is my gut feeling. I think we will use that double pivot a lot more now. We've got two mobile pivots. If that's even the right <laughs> term I'm looking for. You know what I mean? Um, so I think you'll see that, um, and I think it'll be yeah. I think it'll be Pedri. Pedri Gundogan, to your point, Gabriel. Pedri Gundogan, and take your pick your poison between them, uh, between De Jong and and Romeo. But I think, yeah, Gavi is a challenge this year. It's a nice yeah. challenge. It's a good challenge, but Gavi's a challenge this year. I, I yeah, think, that's... I think, I think with Romeo coming in and just being as good as he has been already, and just looking the part of not being scared, I think goes a long way. And so I think that is going to match well with what Xavi wants to do in that midfield. Well, I think that was one of the things. Um... You know, you had said to Gabriel earlier that, like, Frankie starts all day kind of thing. And it really, I feel like that hasn't always been the mentality of Xavi. I think when, when they made him captain, what, that was what really surprised me and made me happy because I have felt Frankie has been devalued over the last couple of years in a ways that I felt like, from a mentality standpoint, he could have and possibly should have left. Um, I... I would I would argue it's the reverse. I see where you're going with it. I would argue it's the reverse, and I and I argue it's exactly where we're going with Ansu Fati now, which is that he's actually one of the few that carries realistic value in terms of we would sell him if an offer came in, and he's and he's highly rated. So I think it's the reverse. I think the agenda that's been pushed out is it's like we could sell this guy, and someone would pay decent money for him, and we feel we could get another centre midfielder to the exact same points about Fatty. Would we get one as good? Probably not. But could we ride? Could we ride not having him if we had the money and stuff like that? So I think that I think actually that it, it's a lot less it's a lot less harsh, but it's a lot more nefarious in terms of what's happened with Frankie De Jong is that they've gone we can try and sell this guy if we if we spin stories if we say his missus isn't happy. And I think what's happened is at every turn he shut them down and said I'm not going I'm going nowhere and I've got so much respect for him for doing that. No, I fully agree, and I, and I, I agree with you that we definitely he was a saleable asset and it's that like cutting your nose to spite your face type thing. Is, mm, that, is that the 100%. phrase? I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. At the end, yeah. At the end of the day, do we like, we want to win things. It's not about like financially, like we're going to, the more we win, the better we are financially. I mean, as mm -hmm. a Pena uh, vice president, I've seen what happens when this team is winning versus when this team is losing the people that come out yeah. very different numbers. So all of that works towards us if we're winning. And so if we're selling assets because they are financially viable, but then we're getting lesser players, that's a problem. So I, I say all that to say the fear for me with that, when you look at how Xavi, I, like I, I would like to think that Xavi has always valued him and it's just been the club trying to get rid of him. And so now the captaincy shows that value and we're like, we're sticking with you and he see the playing time reflects that. The fear that I would have is Romeu is more of a in the mentality of the coaching staff is more of that like pivot that they are thinking of, and he ends up getting that play, and De Jong ends up sitting to do a Romeu Pedri Gundogan like more traditional. Um, I don't want that, but yeah, what happens with Gavi? I think what you were saying about Gavi loves the badge, but he's also been a starter at this club, mm -hmm. and to at this age to have that yanked away would feel like a like a step back. I'm not saying he should feel that way. I feel like it would feel that way. Yeah. And I don't know if his attitude translates off the pitch to where he thinks he should be in his career or if that fieriness is just, I defend my badge 
whenever I get on the pitch. I don't know what that comes to, but I could see a player like Gavi being like, I was a starter and now I'm not. Like, I could be a yeah. starter anywhere else. What do I do about that? So, who knows what's going to happen, but yeah, it's going to be an interesting question. All right, so we got like 10 minutes left, and we want to just hit these last two things. So, Lemayne Yamal and crazy predictions. So, Remy, you can take the Lemayne Yamal because you just wrote that in. So, yeah, I mean, I guess the, it's it's going to be very interesting to see because he's showing so much potential. But again, he's also really young. Also, really seems like he could use the physical tra- training and the like. What I don't want to see is that we are like this kid is young. He's great. Let's leave it at that and let him play. And then he gets an injury and now we're in the Ansu situation or something like that. Like, I hope they start really physically developing him. I hope we're giving him the drip treatment, but it seems like from the times that we've given him, he seems like a baller. And I think they're being smart about giving him more time because, um, because they want to keep him and trying to, to, to keep him growing for the future. But yeah, I would like to see them develop him more physically and then give him more time to play and get and, and start showing us what he can do. I mean, I'm, I'm just I'm really quick. I'll let you go, Craig, because I just have one quick thought. I'm just I'm just amazed how we keep producing these this young talent like it is it is it is such a I mean, Craig, you know, like just watching your local teams and stuff, you dream for Agavi once in your last 15 years. And we're like every two, every season, it seems we just have someone else in the pipeline, you know, Balde, mm-hmm. Gavi, Pedri, you know, now Lamine. It's like, it's just insane to me how we're able to not only find these players, recruit them, train them, but then have the absolute real potential to become significant players in the senior team. And I, I just, I, we don't have that any in any other club in the world. And I think that is such a luxury that we have that is going to carry us through this financial crisis. You know, using these players well, structuring their contracts well, making, you know, smart decisions financially to get out of this black hole using our La Masia is huge. And again, with Yamal, like, I would love to see him on the senior team get moments here. And like you said, to understand what it is to be a professional at this level. And hopefully that gives them the confidence going forward. Craig. Yeah, I'm, I've got a question. Then I've, my point will follow on. After. Did he sign that extension that was rumored? Or has that not been finalized yet? I thought he did. I'm not sure if it's finalized yet. There was also... lots of reports that it would happen, quote unquote, after the US preseason tour, which, unless I'm mistaken, is now finished. Because um, I think that that, to me, would change what I do with him. If we assume he's going to sign it because there's no noise coming out that he's off to Madrid and United and all his stuff that was there. So if we assume that it's for all intents and purposes done and work on that basis so that we don't look daft in two weeks time, um, I'm going to go slightly differently from you two guys. And if it was me, I would get him tied down on a long-term contract and mindful of the fact that you need to keep a kid of that age as close to home as possible. I would probably see if Girona or someone like that want to take a punt on him and I would send him on loan and let's get him playing with men. Um, I do worry that he seems to have a bit of a um, a bit of an edge about him, and, and so I'm not saying that he would struggle automatically, but I do worry that you know it's a lot of pressure for a kid again, and it's a very young kid. Um, you know, for every Messi, there's another four thousand players that couldn't sure. handle it. So I would personally get him tied down, show him that the long term future is here, um, and send him out on loan. 
to the whatever the nearest club to Barcelona is that'll take him that's at a decent level. Ideally, Girona, but we'll see. Yeah, what happens. yeah. It does, it says it's set to be signed, but it hasn't been finalized, and that's that's the yeah. thing is, you know, we're talking about a 16 year old and trying to tell him be patient, you know. And normally in a footballer's life, they're not breaking into the quote unquote senior team till what 22, 23, really, if they've yeah, gone yeah. through the things. We're we just been in this position where we can't ignore the potential and the talent of these players. And also we need them. And so yeah. to tell you all like, okay, we need you to be patient. Look at Gavi, look at Pedri. They, they had opportunities and what they did. But again, if we're trying to sell this to a 16 year old. It's kind of, you know, it's, it's really hard to, you know, you, you don't want to, you don't want to uh, break his confidence by saying we're moving into to be or whatever and go from there. And hopefully, yeah, I, I, like you said, I would, I do like to transfer him to a team close by like you don't know. Yeah, I fully agree with you, Craig. I, I think, to your point, Gabriel, like, this is happening everywhere, though. I remember when I was younger and I was playing, I remember being like, oh, the kids that are coming up, they are better, younger. Like, it's happening, and now we're really seeing it. I mean, it's all over the league you're seeing. I mean, we've been very blessed. We happen to have a large amount of that talent, but kids are getting into these teams much younger, and, and they are – we are seeing the wonder kid this, wonder kid that. Like, how yeah. many wonder kids are, are we linked to? Do we have now? Like the new kid out of Germany. Um, yeah. But everybody seems to have one. Everybody seems to have at least more than one. And the question becomes: Are these kids thinking they like? I think this is just a wider football question. It's like, what's the determining factor of who is good enough? Have, has Barca set this mold that, like, if you're good enough, you're going to be playing on the senior team? Or has that just been, been because where we were at the time, we had to play these kids, and now a kid at La Masia can come up and be like, if I'm good enough, I should be playing um, yeah. somewhere. So I remember, who knows I agree with you. I remember reading a quote, and I can't remember who it was by, but it was a, it was a, it was an ex like an ex slash old footballer, and they were talking about their career and stuff, and they were saying the real reality check for them it was it was it was in Britain, but the real reality check for them was when they realised that they got to a level where everyone could play football, so the actual technical differences just were very very much minimised, um, and it was about who could handle it. And it was, you know, you go through the academy system and it was centre of excellences at the time. So this is going back a bit. You go through centre of excellence and you're the best player in your school, then your county, um, then your club maybe. And then you go to the academy and you shine because you go through the age groups and then you hit you hit the under 19s and all of a sudden it changes. And that's why I think with these wonder kids, I don't I, for, for most of them. I think we're, we're at the, the the case of mentality. And I think the problem that they have is that in no other walk of life, would we give them the expectation and pressure in any other job? You know, if you were a shit hot software developer and it's 17, Apple are like, right, go and design the next iPhone for us. Someone somewhere would say that's not sensible. It's not fair. It's not commercially viable, whatever. And they would be given, you know, enough to make them happy, et cetera. And football and well, in sport in general, we don't do that. And that's why I think with these kids, it's about mentality. It's about growth. And that's why I think you see so many go off the rails and disappear because they can't handle it. So I think the best approach with these, and again, it's football wide, to your point, Remy, I don't think it's just Barcelona, is 
you have to find relationships with clubs that play the same way. How many times did we say over the last few years, send them to Ajax, send them to Ajax? And it doesn't happen. It never happens. Okay. Whereas we've got Gronan on our doorstep that want to play good football, that keep them in Catalonia, that keep them speaking the same, literally the same language in terms of their, their dialogue and their football, that keep them around their peers. You can get them training a few days a week. When Joe Hart, just to throw away a comment, when Joe Hart went to Man City, um, Man City brought him back for training three days a week. And then he played. He went and trained with his loan team two days. We can play it on a Saturday. Like you can do that if they're twenty-five miles down the road. You can't do that if they're in Portugal. Yeah. So that yeah. that's what I think the problem with football is has at the minute is that you don't have those structures in place where you have a local club that you can go to. Whereas back in the like the nineties, that was that was all the rage. You know, teams like Preston would pick up Man United players time and time and time again. It's where Beckham earned his stripes. Where loads of them went. So I think as, as a club, Barcelona, need to look around the teams that we've got in the region. If I was Madrid, I'd be doing the same thing and saying, who do we have that we can form a link to? And we can say they can go on loan to Porto for 100% of the wages or we will make it viable to you to go elsewhere. That's what I would do. We can link up with Hatafe. Yeah, well, I mean, we shouldn't do that but <laughs> for all of the reasons. But I take your point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, this is just, you know... We're, we're hopefully, you know, with these players, you know, we're doing a better job in nurturing them, protecting them, uh, making sure that they have all what they need to have a successful career. And what we've seen in the last, I would say, five years with our own products, we are seeing that and hopefully that trend continues. All right. We're running out of time. So let's just finish off. And I'm going to start with Craig because I know Craig's going to have a crazy one. So the last thing we'll talk about is crazy prediction of the year. Craig, come on. Shock me. Surprise me. I know you got something. I'm ready. I think... Ancelotti manages oh. Madrid and Brazil at the same time and falls out with Vinicius in both circumstances. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That is amazing. Yeah, I, can you I see, can, you, can you see it happening though? Like yeah, the, the yeah, Ancelotti sure. Brazil things, like it's it's on the, it's on the path, right? I'm not being particularly outrageous. Yeah, there. yeah. I I, I think I think the I think they can't work it out. He does both, and it goes terrible. And uh, and Vinicius basically calls it out for being what it is, and it it goes horrendously. It's basically like FIFA, where you can manage both international <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and your team at the same time. That's that's a great one. I I mean he, I I'm pretty yeah, pretty sure that this is going to be his last season at Madrid, and that he will become the Brazil manager. I mean that's what all the rumors are looking at. That, that's a great one. All right, Remy, that's going to be tough. that's going to be tough to top, man. Dude, I don't know. I, I don't even know. Crazy. I, you know what? Like. Zidane ends up managing PSG by January. Ooh, wow! That's that's, that's a good one. There's a lot to unpack there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because you, you know yeah. how Lucho rubs people the wrong way so quickly, and there was already a rumor that he already left last week. So yeah, that was wild. Just, I know. <laughs> yeah, I think it, I think that was it was a wild rumor. I but I also think Lucho is just Lucho, and I think you're going to start seeing some things sooner rather than later. And Zidane. I think they're just going to be like, look, here's all of the money in the world. We need you. Your your yeah. country needs you. Your club needs uh, well, mm. not your club, but your country needs you. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, but I, he I, could easily end up at Real Madrid when Ancelotti. Yeah, leaves. yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, that's the thing is, I'm I was very curious with Lucho going to Paris just because I think his style works with Spanish players because of the language barrier, right? And I think it's so difficult for managers 
especially like his personality type. I mean, he has a specific way he wants to do things. I just, I think it's so difficult to translate that in a different language, especially when you don't speak that language. Yeah, you have translators and stuff, but it's not the same, you know? And I think his coaching style just is really mirrors. Like he should just go back to Asturias and, and coach Simi, Oviedo, uh, for example, you know? Like that's- Simeone, yeah, yeah. Simeone's been really clear on the fact that he he, he is unable to leave a Spanish-speaking, like he can't manage yeah, it yeah, in yeah. a non-Spanish-speaking country. So I, I will lose everything that makes me powerful, which is, it's hard to argue really with how, when you're someone that's so- you know, vis- I mean, we, vis- we know this. We know this in our day to day. When you are speaking a different language in the most basic stuff, sure, you have confidence. But when you're trying mm-hmm. to emote, get the best out of your team, you you obviously can't carry it as the same as a native, right? And so that those are the type of things. That's always when I look at, for example, Unai Emery, right? Unai Emery is a, a great coach in the, as a Spanish coach, but when he goes abroad, he has mixed results just because of the language thing. It's such a hard thing. So I don't know how far Lucho is, and I think that my crazy prediction is that. Real Madrid do not qualify for the Champions League this next season. Oh, wow. Yeah. That, that is very interesting. Because they have no goals, man. They have a they have an awesome midfield. Like, I love their midfield. Uh, just from a physicality, youngster. I love the French midfield. You know, I, I love that that style, like the directness of it. But, man, I they're going to miss Benzema so much. And I just don't think they have the goal power that they're going to have as before you're saying what's his name isn't going to score all of the goals uh what's that the, the guy that rodrigo up, uh no Hustler. not rodrigo yeah also you don't think hustle is going to have uh he did he did all a, right last year to be fair he, yeah. he did wait, wait. he did so wait, wait that would need him to finish what fourth fifth 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 Oh, mate, you've got. I will give you all of the everything <laughs> I have. I just said crazy um, prediction. I'm gonna, I, it's also I want it to happen too, right? So, like, <laughs> yeah, just, it's just pure optimism. <laughs> I'm manifesting it. You know, I want this to happen. Yeah, of course. Like I, I, you know, if we're looking on paper, they should qualify no problem. But the thing is, one of the biggest issues they've had this preseason, and again, we take this as preseason and stuff. But they have not been able to to finish goals, and they're going to yeah, rely yeah, yeah. so much on Vinicius and Rodrigo that they are going to lack that playmaking and point of reference that they had with Benzema. And they're going to realize how much of a difference he was, and those two players are going to struggle. I think this season. Are you going to realize the difference he made nope. then if you stay in that? No, nope. for Kiff. Nope. 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 No. <laughs> Look, the the biggest thing for me with Real Madrid right now is. None of this matters. They're going to get Mbappe, and that's going to kind of solve a lot of different things. And I also think, like, even the the thing that I just said, the crazy prediction with, like, Zidane, PSG, I could easily see Zidane, Real, and then linking up with Mbappe because I think that's a thing that he'd want to do. Um, I could easily see that being part of the package to come over. And especially when you see, you know, Bellingham, Bellingham explicitly calling out Zidane as one of the reasons he went there. I mean, there's also probably, what, 250,000 reasons a week that he's gone there yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, the, the fact that Zidane is always going to be the person that they can't get past. He's, you know, I, I can see it happening as well. Yeah, but also yeah. to to Remy's point, what if, you know, Zidane stay or goes to PSG? Does Is that enough of a pull to keep Mbappe? Because Mbappe does love Zidane in a way, you know, mm. I don't know. It's it's very tricky, you know. And yeah, who knows yeah. what's going to happen? We still have, whew, we still have like twenty five days left of the transfer window here in August. But more important, hate it. Yeah, <laughs> it's almost I over. It. It's almost over. Just, just, it's just, just, just get it done. 
Oh. Yeah, yeah. But more importantly, we got the Gamper on Tuesday, and then we start off La Liga on Sunday. Guys, thanks for joining me. Uh, again, this is uh, we'll have new episodes coming up in the following weeks, but it's been good to go through these preseason predictions, especially the crazy prediction. God, Craig, that was a good one, man. That was <laughs> that, you, I knew you were gonna you were not going to disappoint me. So uh, we'll speak to you guys soon. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.